You're listening to Steve Allen on the Think About It podcast. Hi, Steve here. This isn't a controversial subject. It's simply the biggest challenge to our cognitive dissonance. I've done other videos on this subject before, but I want to go through this for the very last time. For those of you who are tired of the lies and you do want the truth and ability to think in a critical and logical way. If you're content to live being treated as if you only have the intelligence of a dumb sheep, then don't listen to this because this will knock your cognitive dissonance off the three-legged stool it's sitting on. I wasn't even going to get back on this topic again, but you saw the email that I got from an airline pilot that was all I needed to convince me that I needed to do this again. I get frustrated with people who are so confident in what they believe without anything being based in fact. People say they don't believe in God because there's no science to back it up, and yet they'll believe the fake information and outright lies that they're told about the earth. Do you realize that there are not any actual photographs taken of the whole earth, and there have been many researchers who deal with the photography and film who found many problems with the images and alleged photos of the earth upon close analysis? We get a new official image of the Earth every few years from NASA. And when we compare one year to another, the exact same perfect diameter globe, by comparison, will reveal entire continents changing in size drastically. Have you ever thought about the thousands of satellites allegedly in space? Shouldn't we be able to receive actual photos in real time of the Earth? I'm going to tell you why we've been victims of an expensive, elaborate, and carefully orchestrated scam. If you know a scientist, ask them what's the likelihood that entire continents could grow in size by 150% over a few years while maintaining the same Earth diameter. What if I told you by doing a comparison of all the space agencies of different countries' own images of the Earth, their computer-generated composite images are not even consistent with each other. This is a hard thing for people to wrap their mind around, but the reality is that when you do an analysis of all these Earth images, you finally realize the strong possibility of a false reality or even a cover-up. And think about this. All the images within the United States are released from NASA. They even admit these are composite images, and they admit they use Photoshop to make these beautiful blue marble images that we see everywhere. None of these are full photographs from space, but they're artist paintings, artist rendering paintings or crafted photos, and more recently, they've been generated from composite CGI artist renderings. If you're thinking, so what? It's no big deal. Then you need to realize that these images are the foundation of our current globe belief and ultimately the only proof you'll ever find. I can just hear all the naive people right now asking me, Steve, Steve, why? Why would NASA lie to us? NASA's budget in fiscal year 2020 is $22.629 billion, which represents 0.48% of all the U.S. government spending. Yes, I said billion. This is a 5.3% increase from the previous fiscal year. Is it possible that the elites who run this world are lying to us? Are they hiding something from us that they don't want us to know? If you don't believe that, then you don't understand dominance, 
power, greed, supremacy, and control all working in tandem. Try to break free for a second from your programmed understanding and consider the possibility that every image of the earth that you thought was real is actually not real at all. I don't care whether you believe in the Bible or not, but the truth is the Bible description of the earth never mentions any motion, rotation spinning, floating, or orbiting. In fact, the description of the earth from the Bible talks about it being set on pillars and foundations. In fact, other than earthquakes, the earth is stable and does not move. Now, if you want proof from the Bible, let's go over the scriptures. Let's use the King James Version and the New American Standard. God himself that formed the earth and made it has established it. The Lord by wisdom found the earth, laid the foundations of the earth. The world is firmly established. It will not be moved. He established the earth upon its foundations. And there are 14 more scriptures that I won't even take time right now to read. It's hard for the human mind to even consider something that goes against what they've been programmed to believe. The definition of a foundation is an underlying base or support on which something is built up or overlaid, the lowest load-bearing part of a building. The definition of a pillar is a firm, upright support for a superstructure, a tall vertical structure of stone, wood, or metal used to support a building. Do you realize that everything we build on earth has to have a foundation with the exception of cars because they have wheels? Virtually everything else has to have a foundation. Everything we build requires this substructure to keep it from settling and shifting. If God made a globe-shaped earth that rotates and spins faster than the speed of a bullet, he would have said something in regards to that and not the opposite. The very term earth in Hebrew is eretz, and it means to be firm. The Hebrews and other ancient cultures believed that the earth was a fixed and immovable plane with foundations supporting it. The modern idea of the ancients being unknowledgeable about this topic because they didn't have rockets and they didn't understand that we lived on a sphere in outer space is completely a misleading trick. Most of us believe the ancient world was a bunch of knuckle-dragging primitive cavemen who spent most of their time rubbing sticks together to make a fire or build a wagon with square wheels. This image was inserted into our subconscious belief intentionally by learning of Neanderthals and Cro-Magnon men, not to mention the cartoons that we watch that help plant some of those ideas into our open sponge-like minds. But this belief is another way to keep us from our true history. These ancient people who God actually spoke to and gave instructions were the people he revealed prophetic information to and details, who also dealt with angelic beings among other supernatural oddities. And the disciples of Yeshua himself had the opportunity to walk with him and be taught by him. Are we really going to continue the lazy argument that these people didn't understand the world they lived in? They had access to far more accurate information in that regard than we think we have today. These are the same people that could circumnavigate the earth by watching the position of the sun and moon, as well as knowing how to accurately read the star positions, their movements in the sky, and what it all meant, including seasons, solstices, equinoxes, and eclipses. And they never got the great public school education we had. 
How many people do you know today with a college education who could navigate their way to other countries across unfamiliar rugged land or large ferocious bodies of water using only the luminaries as their guide to find their destination? Yeah, me neither. Did you know there aren't any experiments that can scientifically prove a moving heliocentric globe Earth? But there are actually experiments that prove the opposite. The Earth does not move at all while the luminaries rotate over us. Look up the Michelson-Morley experiment, the Sagnac experiment, and the experiment known as Aries failure. These experiments failed at proving a moving Earth that doesn't support the narrative they want us to believe, and that's why they've kept them from all science and history books. Even Einstein said, I have come to believe that the motion of the Earth cannot be detected by any optical experiment. Despite the fact that there is no movement of the Earth recorded or documented through any repeatable scientific experiment, the heliocentric globe model is a theory that is taught in every school as if it were fact. We learned this global concept as a young child before our brain could ever rationalize this hallucination of a theory. Think about when you learned about the globe and if you were even old enough to remember it. Maybe you started when you were in a crib with a planetary mobile. Just like everything else we were taught when we were children, the Easter Bunny coming to bring us a basket full of grass and bad candy. Later in the year, a hairy, obese man wearing furry pajamas who flies a gaudy sleigh pulled with reindeer that didn't have wings, but comes to visit your house by breaking and entering through a small chimney. By the time we were a preteen, we understood that the Tooth Fairy was a tale, Santa Claus was a hoax, and there was never an Easter Bunny in the first place. But the globe concept gets beaten into our subconscious repeatedly throughout our lives, through movies, TV shows, and games that all reinforce the fantasy of this whole abstraction. And don't forget all the supposed daily discoveries of other planets and solar systems in outer space that NASA is propagandizing perpetually. Think about the utter preposterousness we're told to believe, that the Earth is somehow anchored to the Sun by the Sun's gravity, while the Earth orbits the Sun at 66,600 miles an hour. And at the same time, it's also rotating 1,037 miles per hour at the equator. At the same time that we are orbiting the Sun, the Sun is explained to be traveling at a staggering 483,000 miles an hour, which means the Earth is now chasing and orbiting the Sun elliptically while it's moving 483,000 miles an hour. On top of that, at these incredible speeds, this is all taking place within the Milky Way galaxy, which is itself traveling through the universe at 1,300,000 miles per hour. Then the same globe Earth ball will magically tilt up and down throughout the year. And that's why we have different seasons. Nobody falls off this ball because the Earth has its own magical force of gravity, which is also responsible for defying every experiment conducted by curving large bodies of water around itself, allowing it to stick tightly to the outside of this sphere while it's rotating, spinning and flying at these insane speeds. And if that's not enough, the Earth's gravity is supposedly responsible for holding the moon at the same distance to appear the exact same size as the sun, which is supposed to be 92,762,000 miles further away and somehow only seeing one face of it ever 
all while keeping everyone unaware that they are standing sideways in Florida or airplanes are landing upside down in Australia because technically there is no up or down in space. This is what we're told. This is what we're indoctrinated with. But by the time we can rationalize and question this theory, it becomes one of the only beliefs that we ever allow ourselves to think about. Our intellect and critical thinking mechanism has been clouded by the constant barrage of programming and conditioning, further reinforcing almost every mainstream media angle imaginable. That coupled with believing that our education system is actually based in truth will further confuse and dislodge our ability to think and reason. Our programming even contradicts our observations, logic, and senses. How many images of the Earth, Ball, did you see this last week? It's everywhere. And virtually, it's relentless if you watch TV at all during our dose of daily programming. It's been so effective that even dedicated Bible-believing teachers, pastors, and theologians look at the biblical account of earthly descriptions and are dumbfounded as to why the authors of the Bible obviously made such a foundational error they can't explain. Even they end up sliding down the slippery slope of trying to justify by backpedaling into appeasement to avoid committing the worst cardinal sin of all, being considered a science denier. Literal biblical interpretation is now watered down and suggested to be poetic, figurative, or metaphorical due to our new knowledge from our space programs and solar models. Some Bible teachers have even said Moses, Job, and Isaiah, they didn't understand the earth was a spinning globe because they didn't own their own rockets. Ask yourself these questions. Does scientism's model of these speeds match what the Word of God says? Do the scriptural descriptions match a ball or a sphere flying through space? Should we overlook all the passages outlining pillars and foundations to agree with the theory of scientism? Could we have been brainwashed unknowingly into believing a lie of satanic proportions? Could this belief be a component of the delusion that we were warned about at the end of the age. We're told to believe that we do not feel any movement due to the constant unchanging motion of the earth, as well as the entire atmosphere moving along with the rotation because gravity is holding the entire atmosphere in place. But let's assume this is possible. Have you ever watched a hummingbird or a bumblebee move through the air or a butterfly flutter its wings so peacefully playfully bouncing from flower to flower? What happened to the potency of this force of gravity that can hold the air to earth, the water to the earth, people and automobiles to earth, but not affect airplanes or helicopters in flight or any of these very unique little flying creatures? We're told about the Coriolis effect, a different force that acts perpendicular to the direction of the Earth's motion and to the axis of its rotation. But I thought the Earth's atmosphere was held to the surface by gravity's force, which is why we don't feel the atmosphere moving. The Coriolis effect teaches us that long-distance shooters must account for this effect when calculating a shot. But no long-distance shooter has to do this in real life. They simply calculate their target placement while considering the bullet's drop based on distance and velocity as well as any windage effects from side to side, but they never adjust for the Coriolis effect. 
The Coriolis effect only exists as part of curriculum in science books, but not in reality. Now for my airline pilot friend who wrote me the email. Think about how much this force would change our flight travel. If it were real, there would be considerable flight time disparities between flying east versus flying west. Airplanes don't account for the Coriolis effect. They make their flight plans according to the assumption of flying across a flat and stationary Earth. By the way, the phrase flat and non-rotating Earth has been found throughout dozens of declassified documents in reference to NASA, military, and other agencies' own training manuals regarding assumptions to be made when flying aircrafts over the Earth. But you'll never hear this reported on Fox News, MSNBC, or CNN, will you? Another way we've been convinced the Earth is moving is the Foucault pendulum. This is a device taught as an experiment to demonstrate Earth's rotation, therefore proving rotation exists. They say this is a proof for Earth's movement, but museum guides are now admitting they have to reset them by putting the pendulum into motion daily. Newer versions of these so-called Foucault pendulums include motors to keep the pendulum in constant motion. This has even been admitted by installers who build these hypnotizing displays of deceit. Our God-given senses should be able to help you perceive we're not moving faster than the speed of sound. Have you ever really believed that you're moving thousands of miles an hour at every given moment? If science can't prove any of this, and your senses can't validate the movement, and God said he created the earth to be completely stable on its pillared foundations and cannot be moved, what is your logical conclusion? I have had so many Christians say to me, what does it matter whether I believe in a flat earth or a round globe? I still believe in Jesus. It matters because you don't believe what the rest of his word says about his creation. The world will continue to believe the lies that Satan inspires and preaches through those who do his will. But it's not God's will for his people to be ignorant. Some of them will continue to be just like the prophet Hosea said. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you, that you shall be no priest to me, seeing you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. That doesn't need to be. If you would like to know the living God who created this earth on a foundation that cannot be moved, there's a link in the description box below. Go down there now. It's where I lead you in a simple prayer to receive the living God so that you can know that your sins have been forgiven and you can have an eternal life with him. Do it today. Think about it. <laughs>